friends, how's it going? It's Tiffany Pratt. This is my love jam. I know it's wild to think that I have a podcast all about love, but let me tell you, even though I'm a designer, creative director, creative person, artist, author, TV, whatever, there's absolutely nothing that I've ever done in my life that has been more important than bringing love into everything that I've ever done. And this is a podcast all about that. I have met miraculous, cool, incredible people along the way, and I want to introduce you to some of them. I want to talk to you about my journey. I want to share some of the things that I've learned. And more than anything in the whole world, I don't want you to feel alone. As a creative person, I want us to feel like a powerful community of supportive friends that can turn to each other and know that no matter what, we've got each other's back. So that's what the Love Jam's all about. Let's talk about it. Let's get down in the middle of it. Let's uncover it. Let's see all of its colors. And let's jam. Let's jam about love. That's the love jam. Coco, hey, enough's with the freaking faucet running. Let's do this podcast, okay? Give me me a minute. What are you doing in the kitchen, bro? All right. Well, here, I'm here. I'm just, I was doing the dishes and my hands were soaked and I just, uh, you know, I got the uh, Touch2O Technology Faucet from Delta Faucets Canada and I just touch it and then it goes off. Oh my God. Are you intrigued? I'm so intrigued. Things are sounding so fancy. Touch and go, baby. You just (laughs) touch it and it does what you want. So, So what, you installed this puppy? Yeah, super easy to install. Um, you can, you can hook it up to power or it comes with batteries and you don't have to get your faucet all dirty and the handle all goopy if you're cooking or if you've been in the garden or if you've got stuff in your hand, touch it with any, you know, any part of your arm or your face if you want. Uh, and it what comes on. What about your nose? You could do it with your nose. It comes on and just, you don't have to, you know, squeegee the hand. And not only that, you can leave it at a certain temperature and you touch it. And it comes on at the temperature, and you've got a little LED. Ooh. Yeah, it shows you, you know, from cold to blue to red to, to hot. So you always know what temperature the water's at. It's slick times. It's fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> so you're loving it. You're loving your Delta Faucets Canada business. Absolutely. And you know what? Super nice of them. And they even made a point of saying uh, in the email, you don't have to mention this. You don't have to talk about it on Instagram. We don't expect anything but this. We just wanted to say thank you for doing the Love Jam. Can I just say that's what the Love Jam is all about? That is what the Love Jam is all about. They are pulling the love through with their generosity, not only supporting us for season two, but yeah. my gosh, you know, making the love real. They're not just asking us that's to tout right. a product. They're saying, try it. If you love it, talk about it. Absolutely. Zero ask uh, except to say thank you, which is wonderful. So thanks, guys. Delta Faucets Canada, we love you. You got Coco over here touching and tapping. Boom! In the house. Touch and go. Ah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And now, let's get on with season two of The Love Jam with Tiffany Pratt. I seldom feel like I start a podcast without composure. And as the intro music starts, my eyes, you can see me. I'm like, I, yeah, we're both crying. Mm -hmm. 
I am overwhelmed and so grateful that you're here. Thank you, Tiffany. <laughs> it feels like a like a dream come true that we found each other in this life. And mm-hmm. I am, folks at home, buckle up. I have such an incredible person to introduce you to. This guest um, has touched my heart so profoundly, and not just mine, but so many others. And you're about to hear a really amazing story. So without further ado, Nikki Gallo, welcome to the Love Channel. Hello. Welcome, Nikki Gallo, oh, to the Love so, <laughs> It's so good to be here. Thanks for having me. Oh, I've got tears. I know. I, as soon as I knew I was ready to start talking, uh, I'm like, oh, this is just so right. Mm-hmm. This is just so right. So mm-hmm. luckily, we had a little bit of time before we started yeah. to record. And I, I know you've listened to the Love Jam before. I have. So with all Love Jams, I love to start with our love story. Sure. And... Um, and I'd love you to start. Okay. Because I think you're, you, you cast the first stone. So mm. I can fill in the blanks, but I'll let you start. Well, I feel like your book found me. And I asked uh, for Christmas, if you get one, get me one thing, let it be Tiffany Pratt's book. Oh. And so it arrived and, and I was really inspired by it. I call it a bouquet of color. Um, and I started listening to your podcasts and I saw you speak in Toronto at the design festival and I, uh, am a clown at sick kids and my clown's name is Soleil and she has a weekly live, uh, art show called Projet Soleil because she thinks she's French and I saw you speak and I just thought your message is so important. It's about love and being kind and opening your heart. And that's what Soleil the Clown is all about. And doing art with all the kids. So I thought dream come true would be having you on this show. And I had Soleil's peoples contact your peoples. And you said a a giant yes. Beyond capital letters, yes. So rewinding to early days when I planted myself here in Toronto. I had an art studio for children. I was teaching art. And many years later, when I closed the studio, I reached out to sick kids and said, hey, everything that I have can be yours. And I don't think the timing was right. And it was always my dream that I could continue, even in a small way, to keep making art with children. And I thought I could go in whenever they wanted me to do this, fill out an application, never heard back. So when I got this this email, how many years later that... You know, Soleil has summoned me <laughs> and that I could be on the Projet Soleil show, which is for those listening that mm. are, don't live in Canada. Mm-hmm. Sick Kids is a beautiful, gigantic hospital in Toronto that helps children who are sick and of all different types. If you wanted to dig into that a little bit more, you can later. Mm-hmm. Um, and Projet Soleil is a show that gets broadcasted into the rooms of the children um, and they get to participate in all the fun things that Soleil the clown is putting them through. And sometimes Soleil has guests and I happen to be, was I the last guest you were on the Projet yes. Soleil show before my sabbatical, before Nikki mm-hmm. went on sabbatical mm-hmm. and I didn't know this. So yeah. I put together, you know, 80 boxes of art things for the kids and dropped them off. And I, it was like my Christmas morning. And when I saw your face, when I dropped off those boxes, yeah. I... I think my heart, it did like one of, you know, when you feel like 
a part of you is going to erupt. <laughs> yes. You know that feeling? I do. And if you don't know that feeling, I wish it for everybody mm. that you can feel so much joy and gratitude that you feel like a part of you is going to erupt. And I saw your face and I just wanted to erupt. And uh, I knew days later we would be together. Mm-hmm. And so um, what happens days later? Well, you made these incredible packages. They were full of joy and magic, and each one was unique. And I think you were supposed to drop them off on the Tuesday. The show was on the Thursday. Yep. But you called me on the Sunday and said, they're all in my car. I'm so excited. Can I come by tomorrow? (laughs) (laughs) Little excited much. I was just a little excited. So we came down to collect the boxes, and I just remember you pulling up and just waving, waving, (laughs) waving with a big smile and a giant hug, and it was just so neat to look through all those boxes and packages and and hand them out to all the kids. Well, I, uh, you know, after Glitter Pie, my art studio, I did a, uh, a couple years of creating art boxes for children, and that ended up being a product that for a short period of time was sold in mass. And I remember creating that thinking, it's so important for children to feel like the thing that they have in their hands, no one else has, mm-hmm. and that it's entirely special to who they are. Yes. And so every box was packaged with the same type of things, but a different assortment. And there was always different messages so that no two boxes were the same. And that's what I wanted to sort of recreate for this kid's experience was that the children felt like what they were getting was all their own. And it was a box that was big enough that they could add treasures to it and they could, you know, make it their own little special art kit that they could keep. Mm -hmm. So I was really, I was so jazzed to drop them off. And, uh, and so when I saw you and then we, two days later, so I brought a balloon. I got a balloon at the gift shop. It said love and had a heart on it. And yep. It was pink. And it was pink. <laughs> so when Nikki met me two days later at the hospital before the Proje Soleil show, Nikki was not Nikki anymore. Nikki was Soleil. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. Great. Is going to be how you came to become Soleil, what Soleil did, and then who you are now. Because um, doing what you did at Sick Kids Hospital as the clown Soleil with -hmm. those children moved me so deeply. Hmm. Um, And I feel such a depth of love and gratitude to you for who you are on this planet. And I think your story will inspire others. And I'm so grateful you're here to share it. So I met her in the lobby and we were embracing. (laughs) And exchanging balloons and literally looking, I, I think... Time stood still as I was staring at you. I believe it did, yes. So, did you feel that yes, too? Yes, We kind of sat there and kind of like together mm-hmm. yet apart, we're holding each other yet staring at each other. Mm-hmm. Reunited. That's exactly how it felt. Yeah, and and probably the most colorful duo <laughs> anyone could walk by. Soleil is covered in rainbows, big bright nose, and you with your gorgeous hair. All the colors. All the colors. We were covered in color. There was a balloon, there was loving, there was embracing, there was laughing. And then we started the show. Mm-hmm. So tell I remember the people, yeah. um, being so excited to uh, show you around and give you a tour. Yeah. And introduce everyone. So Lay said, it's Tiffany Pratt Day. <laughs> <laughs> what an honor that was for me, though. Yeah. You have to know, like, mm. just the whole time I felt like one of the luckiest girls in the world you know, because that's such a sacred place. Mm-hmm. And it um, really is. And I don't feel like it, it needs to be a safe place. And I think people that work there are very careful with who they let in the door. 
Yes. And I felt yeah. very grateful to be welcomed. You were. We were so glad to have you. I was so excited, honestly. So, um, okay, so take the peoples to the show. Okay, so we're at the show. Um, we've got a big crowd. So we, we have a, a live, live studio audience, as as my clown likes to say. And then we have lots of friends in the rooms who couldn't join us live. And they can call into the show. And many did. And they asked amazing questions. The show was wild and... <laughs> Um, intuitive. I remember at one point we had feathers glued to our chins, like little goatees. Yep. We were throwing glitter in the air. Yep. We were calling, the kids were calling in because we were asking them if we should glue more things to our goatees. (laughs) And they kept wanting us to glue more things to our face, which was hilarious. And I love that one little girl called in and asked me what my pink hair felt like. Yes. What does pink hair feel like? And I thought that is the most magical thing that we could Mm. ever ask ourselves is Mm -hmm. how a part of who we are feels. Right. You know, because we take parts of who we are for granted. Mm-hmm. And not at all that I would take, you know, my pink hair for granted, but I didn't think about how pink hair made me feel right. in such depth until that moment. Do you remember what you said? I think I said it makes me feel like love or yeah. something about love. Yeah. Because um, pink is a, ver- is a love-based color and it and it makes people feel warm and fuzzy inside. So even though I don't see myself or my hair during the day, I think it mm, emanates right. that. Yeah, cuz you can't see your own hair during the day. Yes. Like when I get dressed in the morning and I leave, I know my hair is pink, but I don't see it. So it's almost like color therapy to the masses. Mm. You know? Mhm. Anyways, so we're so Projet Soleil I think was a hit. <laughs> I agree. And it was so neat to see all the children and their parents creating Completely different things. Totally. From, from the packages. And and then seeing the awe and wonder in their faces looking at you. And like, oh, you can be like this. Right. It was very special. Well, I felt that you were you were the to me, you were the example of the the tone of the show. You're such a pro with those children and what makes them feel good. And I remember what it was like to be with kids and how I wanted them to feel. But I really loved your shining light and how you gave everyone an opportunity to be themselves and tap into how they felt and Mm. made them really, um, every single person that passed you feel special. And that's the joy of a clown is that every moment, as microscopic as it may be, Mm -hmm. is powerful and miraculous. And you did that all day long, the whole time I was with you and I couldn't help but wonder, you know, how that made you feel as a person, mm. but you did not break character. No. You, you did not Even break in character. The elevator? No, <laughs> I was not talking to Nikki that day. I was talking to Soleil. Yes. So you and I did not even have a right. you and me, Nikki to Tiffany conversation, which is incredible. And friends mm-hmm. that are listening, you have to know how wild that is to have spoken to a person <laughs> two days before seeing her as herself. And then two days later, a clown who entirely does not break character and stays entirely as this person Mm. who is a beam of magical radiating love rainbow light to anyone that passes her in the hallways of the hospital, in the rooms. It's, it was truly a spectacle to see. I was blown away by you. So then you share with me at the end of the show that this was your last show, right? Yes. Which I couldn't believe. And I think I just put that together that day. Wow. Yeah. Wow. 
So you didn't even think consciously that this was... No way. Whoa. And then <laughs> was it like you told me a week later you were gone. You were going to be retiring Soleil mm-hmm. and that you were going to, you know, venture off into something new. Right. And that Soleil would be over. So how long were you Soleil at Sick Kids? Two and a half years. So, okay. Let's take it back. Okay. Take it back for the peoples. Because I loved when we were talking earlier and I just mm-hmm. want you to bring people mm-hmm. up to speed. Mm-hmm. How you got there. How you came to be Soleil. So you were an actress. Yes. Um, my dream was always to be on SNL in my high school yearbook. It yes! says, SNL, here I come. <laughs> and if you knew Nikki, you would know it's perfect. And being a longtime SNL fan, it makes absolute every sense that we're friends. But keep going. So I, I was very focused on, you know, I trained at Second City, a lot of improv and was doing commercials and a lot of fringe shows. Um, I created and performed a one woman show that got taken to New York City called wow. Great in 98, spelled G-R-8 in 98. Oh. Just about the the coming into adulthood. And, and 1998 was such an innocent time in the world. I found it was before, you know, 9-11 and I don't know, there there definitely was a switch. Yep. And I was in an innocent time personally at that time. And so I wanted to bring that back. Mm. And um, so I wrote a show based on a love note that a boy in my class wrote and it was too late by the time I read it. Wow. Yeah. So the whole show I was wearing overalls. Um, half of it was done on rollerblades. Yes. So that was a show that I did and, um, and a play on a moving school bus called Camp Shecky at the Fringe Festival. Wow. So lots of fun things, but it's, it wasn't feeling right or aligned. And there definitely was a gap. So I thought maybe volunteering would be the best way to explore different options. So I um, Googled improv and kids and Gilda's Club came up. And Gilda's Club is in the U.S. and Canada, and it's named after Gilda Radner, who was the original cast member of SNL. So I thought, Perfect. okay. You're like, this is a sign. <laughs> yeah. This is a sign. And, and started doing play workshops there, um, really doing a lot of healing myself and with uh, the members at the clubhouse. Um, and then I started volunteering at Sick Kids to see maybe this is – something that I could be interested in. And I ended up helping the clowns and being their assistant. Totally fell into this. Yeah. And I never even dreamed that a job like this could exist. But it does. And it does all over the world. Wow. Um, so I, doing these play workshops and creativity workshops at Gilda's Club with these adults living with cancer. So it's a clubhouse for families dealing with cancer so they don't have to be alone. It's free. Everything is free. Um, and you were also telling me that you, you started doing workshops there too, that involved Julia Cameron's book, The Artist's Way. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, everyone in the group got a book and we met for 12 weeks and we worked side by side, um, doing The Artist's Way. And at the end we had a big showcase. Wow. And all of these, these adults um, living with cancer got to perform different skills they'd acquired doing their artist dates or something throughout the program. Photography, dances, it was beautiful. Small 
shameless heart plug yeah. that I can never stop saying to anyone that has mm-hmm. ever listened to me and now you is if you haven't already heard of, bought a copy or put yourself through the 12 weeks of Julia Cameron's The Artist's Way, do not delay. Mm-hmm. Agreed? Agreed. After doing that program was when all the creativity burst out of me and the one woman show happened and this play on a moving school bus happened. And that was same for me with Glitter Pie, my wow. art studio. After my 12 weeks, that's what gave me the courage to say, I'm just going to open up my art studio for myself and, mm-hmm. and facilitate art for children and adults. It's the same. It, it really, I feel like it's a fuel that everyone needs for a creative fire that lingers inside that you yes. don't know what to do with it, right? Yes. And it can make us sick. It can make us grumpy and angry and keep us on a lower vibration if we don't follow through with it. A hundred percent. Yeah. So that's Julia Cameron's artist way. Okay, we're back to the story. So, so you're you're facilitating. You're working at. You're not. You're volunteering at mm-hmm. Gilda's, and then and then I I think there must be a way to play for a living. So then I just googled it. <laughs> Again, the Googles. <laughs> the Googles, me man. So much. You're like the Googles is that's that's all you need. Yeah. Yep. And I discovered there's a school in the south of France. You go for two summers in a row. It's all experiential learning, and you can become a play therapist and help children and families through play. Unbelievable. And Gilda Radner and Jean Wilder got married in the south of France, and so it was a sign for me. Um, so I followed. I just followed. It, it felt like every week I went to Gilda's club, I didn't know what direction I was going in, but I felt like the yellow brick road. Every week I just showed up. And another brick would be added to the road. I love that analogy. Yeah. I just got goosebumps. (laughs) Because I think that that's so true for life when you're following your gut or your heart. Mm -hmm. Is that you have to walk across the invisible bridge. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't know what's laying before you, but just each brick or each step. And if you have a creative soul, which we all do, um, you really have to forge your own path and find things that maybe haven't been done. Yeah. Be brave enough yeah, to know that that is okay. Right. And that you are enough to mm-hmm. perform that act. You are enough. You are enough. Yeah. Because I think that's what all creatives struggle with mm. is feeling like they're enough. Right. You know, what they have to offer or what they can give is enough. But it's all needed. And totally. nothing is wasted. That's my favorite part about this whole thing is nothing is wasted on in any experience, any jobs, any time, any travel, it all is part of the yellow brick road and makes you more of a well-rounded, beautiful, creative person. So Nikki is just trying to tell the peoples and I <laughs> cannot echo anything more profound, which is nothing you're doing isn't important. Mm. And that everything is, I always look at those as golden nuggets that you put in your sack along the the path to your life and that it always comes around to teach you something and it always injects information or life energy or examples as you get deeper into your quest Mm -hmm. as to the life you want to live through experience. Yes. So I I couldn't agree with you more. And I think that you're, why I think I I love you so much is so I relate with you so deeply Mm -hmm. because you've lived your life through a series of trial and error saying a lot of yes. yes. You just said yes to things. I think most people would be petrified to say yes to, 
So, okay, take me to the south of France. Oh, la, la. Oh, la, la. Oh, la, la. <laughs> it is everything your heart dreams it will be. Oh. Lavender fields and sunflowers. Although I, I rented this little car after school, and I thought, I'm going to go on a lavender road trip Ooh. and follow the lavender because Provence is where lavender, um, there's tons of lavender there. And so I went, and every lavender field I went to, it had been harvested. So the whole road trip was just fields of dirt. <laughs> <laughs> there was That's no so purple bad. anywhere. <laughs> uh, isn't, that such, isn't that such an analogy? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, like you oh, think. Oh, yeah, you've got these big ideas of what it will be like and just fields of dirt. But... Did it even smell like lavender still? Well, all the shops had lavender everything because it had just been harvested. So, so. I, I stocked up. Um, the south of France is a very special place. Um, and I feel very fortunate I got to go to school there. And it was just in this field they had, they called the Marquis, white tents. And we learned how to basically be present with children through dealing with our own ego and um, whatever would get in the way of that. Right. In play therapy, um, you use a bunch of tools. So you can use puppets, dress-up art, music, creative writing, um, sand tray therapy. And what it is is it's a room and you're one-on-one with a child and it's their choice and they get to choose whatever they want to do that day and you follow them and you just show that you are an adult with unconditional time and presence and love. And you're there for them. And you um, mirror whatever they do to show that they are being seen and they are important. And I just think uh, it's, it's a good way to spend time is helping kids really see themselves and, and heal. And, and they say in play therapy, the child knows what they need to heal. Yep. And you are there to facilitate and hold the space and keep it safe. I was... <laughs> what? <laughs> I think that that's the, the greatest um, work we can do as yeah. older versions of children. Mm. You know, because we're all still kids, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Is that we hold that area for them. Yes. You know, having taught and parents would say, oh my God, my daughter loves you. And I used to think to myself, they don't love me. And I'm not meaning that in a negative way. Right. What they loved was the space that I held for them. And how they made you feel. You, how, how I made them feel. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's where the love comes from. It's mm-hmm. not me as the person. It's my ability to step outside of myself and give them space to be who they are. Yes. And that's the greatest gift we can give even each other. Yes. As human beings, as adults. So I think that play therapy that you learned is so not only vital for children of all ages and of all you know, scopes of health, but mm-hmm. uh, for life. And that's, you know, I think you look at the world with such beautiful innocence because everyone is like a brand new tabula rasa, like, you know, it's blank canvas, Yes, which is so lovely. And that is the way Soleil saw the world. And we can get to that. So do start, yeah. start in. So you leave, you leave the South of France. You've got all these new, I've got these tools. Um, and I am, I become a, a certified play therapist through hours of um, placement and lots of essays. And, I, and lots of essays. <laughs> that's not playful. You know, that's, that's like a hilarious, that's like a bumper sticker. How'd you get to where you go? Lots of essays. 
<laughs> Keep going. So I'm in the South of France, and my clown friends at SickKids say, Nikki, we're hiring a new clown. Would you like to apply? You have to um, create a video introducing your clown. So I'm in France, and ooh la la, I'm so inspired. So I create this clown named Soleil because my thought was, Sometimes when you think of hospitals, it's not light and sunflowers and sunshine. It's quite dark and negative, and it's a place that people don't choose to be for the most part. And so I wanted to be like a sunflower and this, um, following the sun and bringing sunshine to the kids. And so Soleil was born in a sunflower field in the south of France. Oh, <laughs> I've got goosebumps. Keep going. And she has this little um, bestie named Bebe, the bumblebee, uh, who's really good at telling jokes. And, and I met Bebe. You did. I brought yep. her today, actually, yep. to be with us. <laughs> like, I met Bebe. I feel very special right now. Keep going. And she lives in a macaron in Soleil's pocket. Yep. Um, so I, I got to create this character based on the environment I was in. And got invited to audition at SickKids, and that was just being whatever Soleil was at that time, walking the halls and uh, interacting with children. And they said a big yes. Yes! Yeah. And, and on it went, and uh, I got to co-create with the children, which was my favorite part. So they would, um, oh, oh, I came across a girl wearing pearls in the food court. And I said, I love your pearls. And she said, thanks, they go with everything. And so I asked her if Soleil could wear pearls, inspired by that. So Soleil, after that day, wore pearls. Every day. Every day. Because they go with everything. Because they go with everything. (laughs) (laughs) They do. (laughs) I want to, Coco, that's my pause. What else goes with everything? Smiles, glitter, kindness, being present. And that's all the things that Soleil was. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So you're co-creating with these children. And I know one thing I want to talk about is the high highs mm-hmm. and the low lows. Yeah. And I, I would be so honored if you'd share. Sure. What you can. Sure. So what were your highest highs being Soleil? Oh, countless. Um, dance parties with children who hadn't danced in months, um, dance parties in rooms with staff that were on all night shifts. And it was, you could just see it in their eyes. They just needed that dance. Um, putting googly eyes on everything, <laughs> everything. <laughs> um, being in the elevators, so in the atrium, the elevators are glass and they are in the middle of the atrium. Oh gosh. Being in the elevator and seeing this young child in a window, not being able to leave the room, and being on the elevator at the same floor and us just catching each other's eyes and no one else in the entire hospital would see us. 
And we would hold it and hold it as I went down the elevator. Oh, oh there's just so many highs. It, it's, such a it's such beautiful work. It really asks all of you and to have an open heart. Um, I love what it taught me about how to be with children, to always get down on their level. So I do that now as Nikki. And so when I see a child, I always go down to my knees yep. and go at eye level. Totally. Because they are their own unique being, and they've got so much to offer us and so much wisdom. And the things that they would come up with. <laughs> <laughs> um, just so like, inspiring, right? Oh, my gosh. So inspiring. They're and so wise. And these children, especially that I had the privilege of spending time with, were wise beyond their years and would make me laugh and yeah. I think one of the most important um, pieces of advice was I had this wonderful clown teacher named Annie, and she trained us at the hospital. And one of the first things she says was, bathe the room in delight. Oh. Can you say that again? Bathe the room in delight. I want all of us to do that. Yes. Bathe the world in delight. Bathe everything <laughs> yeah. in delight. It's, it's not hard at all to do. And I think, as you were saying before, Soleil would um, be present and greet people in the hallways and smile with them. And that was really neat to see smiles happen just from the way you look, just like your hair. You are colorful and walking down these halls. But we can do that every single day. And we can change the course of someone's day just by smiling, complimenting what they're wearing. Um, being kind and, and like with the children, just trying to get down to their level and seeing where they're at. It's, that um, makes sense. I do. And I think that that, that to me applies, like, I love what you're saying so much because as you're saying it, it brings me to my little self, hmm. but that little self also exists here today. Yeah. And that's, I think what we all need. Yes. You know, we all need to be met on our level mm -hmm. and to be treated with love and kindness. Mm-hmm. Can, you know, all, I, when we spoke earlier, I thought, you know, I, I want to get to the word empathy. And then you said, I would love to also speak of compassion, yeah. which I want to get to. But that brings me to the last part of this first question, which is the low lows of mm -hmm. being Soleil. Because, you know, that's a heavy environment to be it in is. every day. Mm -hmm. And there are things that you saw that everyday people who are going to their jobs every day would never see mm -hmm. or know that is even happening. Mm -hmm. So would you be willing to just share some of your own, even emotional experience of sure. like how you felt? Because I think that's a big piece. I think it's really important to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it's funny because when I would tell people what I did, the first thing most people would say would be, oh, that must be so difficult. And for the most part, I said, no, it's, it's joyful and light and fun and we get silly and we get on the floor and we get all the family involved. And what a privilege. These are um, their homes, their rooms, and they invite you in to be with them. Whoa. Yeah. And you um, ask permission before you enter the room every time and you take a breath before you go in. And that was a very important part of, of the job. Um, yeah, but at times it was difficult. 
and and still is because you grieve the friends that you knew and the beautiful families that you got to know and um, even for the healthy children that got to leave the hospital, they still make an imprint on your heart and Soleil exists in the hospital and she will never leave and she lives in a hammock on the rooftop. <laughs> All the kids try to find this hammock on the rooftop, which is so, so special. Um, it, I think of it as a great privilege, like I said, to be in those spaces, to have last plays with, we call them our friends. We call the children our little friends, to be in, invited into those spaces um, the same day that they're no longer on this earth. And <sighs> how does that make you feel, though, you know, as a person, when you have to, like, drop Soleil and take off your costume and go home at night? You know, that's big. Mm-hmm. It's hard to know where that energy sits in your body and what to do with it. Um, we talked earlier, I spent a lot of time just by myself trying to process a lot of writing. It's, it's deeply sad. And, but also at the same time, it's deeply beautiful because you got to spend time with those children in their few years that they were here. And I think it gives me a um, great perspective to, to never assume what someone might be going through and to always be kind because you never know what they came from the moment before. You know, it's funny when you say that, um, when we are all so hurried Oh, to get from one thing to the other. I would love other. to talk about this. Right? Yes. Um, we have, I have such a, I mean, we all have the life that we have chosen for ourselves mm -hmm. at the pace that we choose to have it. And when we're all so hurried, mm -hmm. which is a lot of what happens in bigger cities. Yes. Um, there are, there's so much happening in a big city and there's a lot of reasons why people are in the big city. And some of those reasons would be because their child is sick. Right. And because they're in, because their child needs a certain type of treatment mm -hmm. and maybe they don't know how to drive in the big city and right. maybe they don't know where to go to eat and all the things. Mm -hmm. um, so I just, I think when I um, hear you speak, it really gets me wanting to just have anybody that's listening today, just take a minute when you're going through your day. Doesn't matter who you come across and what they're doing or where you find them, if they're annoying you or not that that person could be going through something mm -hmm. that's so much bigger than you could ever wrap your mind around. And all they'll ever need yes. is you just to be a little bit more patient or a little bit more loving or a little bit more kind. Mm -hmm. So do you want to dig into that? I would love to. Um, I think it's so important to take time, even if it's five minutes in the morning, just to tune into yourself and to open yourself up to possibility and to magic. Yeah. And if we're hurrying, we can't listen to our own intuition and our gut because we're not giving it the time and we can get off course and nothing is wasted. Um, but there might be a more direct path maybe. And I think I could have done a better job as, as my clown to take the time to really process in the moment because I'm doing that now. And it's really important work. 
And it's taken you months because yeah. you haven't been so late since when? March? March. Mm-hmm. So, and today we are at the end of, almost at the end of August. Yeah. So we're looking at, what is that? Five months almost? Mm-hmm. Four or five months? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's very important to find your own practice and, and creative outlet. And I could have used that, I think. And you didn't do it. No. You did not. Even while you were so late, you just kept, you kind of kept yeah. your head down and you were like in warrior mode. Yes. You just stayed in warrior mode for two and a half years. Because mm-hmm. that's maybe how at the time you felt like you needed to be to get through. Yes. But then I think maybe part of your need to depart as Soleil was your inner soul, the the true you, Nikki, needed to be who you are, mm. which is the processor, which is the spirit that needs time and space, the creator that needs right. to have fun and play for you. Yes. And not for others. And it's so interesting because our clown is us. It's just our our biggest vulnerabilities and best selves volume turned up. Wow. Isn't that cool? I just think it's the coolest thing. You know, we talked about this and I I didn't ever think about it until my mother went to clown school last right. summer. And she, her clown was like an amplified version of a part of her that I remember when I was a child. Whoa. Because I don't, I didn't remember seeing that part of her since I was a kid. Wow. Because, you know, she would access that place when we mm-hmm. were smaller. But I remember looking at her in that state, remembering that that's a part of her that she accessed when we were younger, her more playful side. Wow. So I I can, from her, I can relate to it very deeply. Mm -hmm. Um, And her clown was Trixie. That was her clown's name. So Trixie, that's who she really, and it's almost like, (laughs) it's almost got these really not... Not overt, but these very subtle sexual undertones. My mother's clown had this like sexy (laughs) side. It was nuts. But that's part, it's the different little nuggets. Right. And parts of us. That we That we can turn up the volume on when we are a clown. And it's the world's smallest mask, the nose. But it, for some reason, it's a way for people to open up and feel safe. And I think the hardest part, the lowest of lows, was holding on to all the stories that I heard every day that people would share. And I was so grateful they were sharing them with me. But you hold on because you create a safe space and, and the stories sometimes are really sad. So where is, where's Nikki now? So actually, let's talk about leaving Soleil. Okay. okay. So, and then we're going to get into empathy and compassion. I'd love to. So you're on your last day at Sick Kids. Uh, Tell me uh, what happened. Uh, Tell me what Soleil did. What was the last day at Sick Kids with Soleil? Just my heart. It takes your whole heart to do the work. And you are completely yourself. Even though you are a clown, you give all of yourself. And I wore a ring every day to work um, as Soleil to remind me that I was still 5% adult. So no matter what happens... <laughs> I still am Nikki and I'm still myself and that kept me grounded. And if anything went down, I would be able to be an adult in that situation. Wow. Oh, the last day. It was beautiful. It was a celebration. It was really a celebration with lots of tears. Um, We did something that we did when you came on the show. I had all the children, I filled their hands with glitter 
Yes. And we threw it up in the air. Yes. What better way to celebrate? Oh, um, I love it. They made me a video clips of all the um, shows that I had done. So there's oh. clips of us on there. Really? Yeah, I brought it today. Oh. <laughs> um, little beautiful hand-created cards and gifts from the kids that were so thought out. Because we were all friends. We were in it together. Right. And that is one of the best parts of the job is that we had unlimited time as clowns. Everyone else in that building um, is on a schedule or needs to see lots of people. But if someone stopped us on the way to a place we were going, we were there and we were all there. All of us was there. were there. And then we would get to where we were going. But we would never rush anything. And that is also a big part of play therapy is never rush the child. Right. But in the big city, like we said, it's easy to hustle and rush. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah. 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 So you take off Soleil's costume mm-hmm. for the last time. And you're Nikki mm-hmm. now. And you're facing being Nikki every day. Yeah. No more Soleil. Right. Where do you go and what do you do? As Nikki? Yeah. What am I doing now? Well, yeah. What did you do? You, you took oh. it off and then you, I think you went out west. I did. I did. What I, I think of um, Vancouver Island, like there's a string between my soul and it. And I just needed oh. to get there. So I took a six-week trip as a bit of a palate cleanser. Um, because after I would be and am writing my master's in play, th- play therapy. Right. You so. know, no big deal. Just, <laughs> let's just take a break after this incredibly heavy two and a half years of right. deep emotional journeying with mm. children. And then let's do a master's degree. No big deal. Okay. Mm-hmm. Just to give you a sense of who we're sitting with oh here. Oh my. Yeah. And I'm, I'm really passionate about the therapeutic relationship and relationships in general. So I think, and, and finding the flow in relationship and how we get there. So that's what I'm looking into. So empathy and compassion. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about it. I would like you to talk about it as a person, not only what you learned giving empathy and compassion to others, but now learning how to give it to yourself. Ooh. Hit it, sister. <laughs> because I think that that's the hardest part is being empathetic and compassionate towards ourselves. 100%. Even though we may be willingly giving it openly all the time yes. to others. And yes. I think you are the best person to talk on this because hmm. I just, I literally, I, I told you this earlier, but after spending hours with you that day being so late, I remember going to bed that night thinking you could do more. Hmm. Tiffany, you could do more. So talk about it. Compassion and empathy. I love what you said earlier that, okay, about how empathy, talk it, do it, sister. <laughs> um, in Toronto, I had this incredible roommate, Joe, and she uh, works at Sick Kids as well, um, more in the palliative care aspect of the hospital. And we would talk a lot about compassion versus empathy. And empathy is so important to put yourself in another person's shoes, to gain perspective, um, to, to be there. But it can also cause problems when you do that every day because you can burn out. Yeah. And you need that energy. You need to serve from overflow. Say that again. You need to serve from overflow.
my cup overfloweth <laughs> just listening to you. Oh, thank you. Because that is one of the most profound things I've heard in a really long time. It's, um, I borrowed it from Reiki. Well, it's a good borrow. <laughs> it's a good borrow. And I think it's something to share. Yeah. Really good thing to share. Because how can you help others when you can't help yourself? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about that. So compassion is being there and serving from overflow. But it's that one step removed where you protect yourself just that little bit and don't imagine yourself or your loved ones in that situation and make it more sustainable. I wish, I, I hope that if anyone was to look at this podcast, I hope this is the part that they start listening. Okay. You know what I mean? Just yeah. that, that, just that nugget alone. Right. To, um, cause there's so many empathetic people in this world that are so mm -hmm. depleted mm -hmm. because they don't know how to remove themselves. Just that one step in order to give and be of service and follow their hearts to, to do that thing that feels good to them yes. while still being good to themselves. And the taking time for yourself is the most important part. And that's where you begin. And that's when you clear your mind, your inspiration can get in. Yep. And then things happen and move and synchronicity and all of that special, juicy life stuff happens. Goodness. 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 So you've allowed for that now. I am. Yes. So you went out to Vancouver Island mm -hmm. and you came back. Yeah. And you're slowly digging out of what had got you into a play, an emotional state of soleil and you're emerging now as yourself. I am. How does that feel? It feels great. And I, I am learning as well, like self-compassion to be kind to myself because you can, it's so easy to be hard on yourself and saying I should be at this place by now. Um, but I did give so much as my clown and didn't leave enough for myself. So I'm merging them together and I feel full of inspiration. And that's what I'm so excited about now is who am I going to meet? What are we going to talk about? What are we going to make together? Which I didn't have a little while ago. If you were to tell everyone listening how to find their inner clown, oh, oh. how would you tell them to do it? How well, would they find their clown? Whatever works for them, whether it's maybe like a big sheet of paper and going back and tuning into their inner child and their childhood. And what, if there were joyful moments, what brought you joy? What did you love to play? What did you have toys? Who inspired you? What did you want to be? And it's all there. And then if you were to tell people some, some of your favorite things that you've learned over the last four months about self-care hmm. and loving yourself and giving yourself space and time. What, is, what are those things? That's a great question. I think surrounding yourself with people that you love, living where you love, mm. um, doing something creative, and helping others. Those are, I think that's the foundation, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. And I love earlier when you said that everyone is creative because mm -hmm. I think we're all creative in our own way, even with numbers or language. Yes. You know, we can all have our creative outlet with whatever inspires us. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be 
paint or music or, you know, words. It can be other things. And we can pull that out in other people too. I, that was a huge thing that Soleil did where she got the people off their phones and dancing or putting googly eyes on things. Reading stories in a weird voice. Close your eyes. Okay. What color do you see in your heart and in your mind when you think about putting googly eyes on inanimate objects? <laughs> it's like glitter fireworks. Glitter. <laughs> <laughs> what color um, do you see when you close your eyes and you think about um, being a clown? Rainbow. Soleil. Mm-hmm. And lastly, what color do you see when you think about the love that you shared with others for so long? Clear. Ooh, I love that. Because <laughs> clear could be white and white is all the colors or yes. clear is that it was clear. The coast was clear. It was crystal clear. It was like the window of your soul. Mm-hmm. It was alignment. Ooh, no one's ever said clear to a color before. You just keep <laughs> blowing my mind. You keep blowing my mind. Um, I want, you know, when we're, when we're wrapping up podcasts, by the way, I feel like I have to have you back because there's so much to talk about. There's right. so much more to talk about. Yeah. But when you think about having this moment where, you, you know, somebody's ears are listening to you and it could be a stranger and they're listening to your story and from your heart to their heart, what do you want to say? What do you want to inspire someone to do or to be or to think about mm. from your experience, from your seat in this moment? Mm. What comes from your heart? I think sometimes taking a bit of a risk and putting yourself out there to connect with other people and be kind even if it makes you feel nervous. And most times it does. You think, oh, I want to go and say this to someone or compliment or, or whatever it is. And it should make you feel a little, whoa, whoa, But afterwards, I promise you'll feel better and more jazzed. And I hope that the other person will find joy from that too. Just sharing the kindness. Because like we said, you never know where they just came from. You know, when I created the Love Jam, it was, I think, for moments like this, that um, as creative people, I do feel that we feel so much and we feel things in such a big way. Definitely. And it's so deep. And sometimes it makes us feel alone because mm -hmm. it's so big. And we think no one could possibly understand how this feels or how this looks because it's so big. And sometimes it's bigger than me. Yeah. And I remember thinking, I just never wanted anyone to feel alone. I wanted all of mm. us to feel like we had each other mm -hmm. and that we could have each other's back. And you are a living example of having so many people's back. And Thank you. I, in your presence, I do not feel alone. And I am grateful for you because um, your love and your kindness and creativity and compassion and spirit and, and your imaginative um, perspective really just like lights my fire. <laughs> it really lights my fire. So thank you for not making, I don't feel alone in the world because I know mm. you're here. 
And I hope that anyone listening today knows that there are people out there that are a safe landing place for your soul. And I want you to go yes. find them. Yes. Right? And they could be someone you didn't even think of, like your baker. Yeah. <laughs> if you have a baker or... <laughs> or <laughs> I love it. I want to find a baker. Uh, Can I find a, you know what? You've baked. <laughs> Coco's dying because you've never met a man that loves a pastry more. So he's like, oh, oh. I want a baker. Oh, give me a baker. I'll take one of those. Yep. A hundred percent. Well, you know what? You've baked. Quite, oh. You've baked quite the cake today. Oh my God. That's good. <laughs> that was great. Uh, give your baker, your candlestick maker. <laughs> <laughs> your banker, <laughs> your chemist, your <laughs> grocery store bagger, yeah. your street car driver, your your crosswalk walker, mm. your barista, barista. Who else is out there? All the people. All the peoples. They are your messenger. They're your angel. They're yeah. your soft space. They're there for you. Yes. And that's that's um. Don't feel alone. Nikki, mm -hmm. I love you. I love you, Tiffany. Thank and you so much for this conversation. I feel that there's important work in this world to be done. Mm. And it's through acts of love and kindness that we make each other in the place that we live better. Yeah. And yeah. you are a gigantic force of light on this planet. And without you, I don't think it would be as beautiful or as bright. So I love you and I'm grateful for you. Thank you and thank so you much. for being um, in my life, too. I'm grateful. Tiffany, what you share with the world is so needed. And I'm so grateful to know you. Thank you for being on the Love Jam. Thank you. I got to end this podcast with a verbal love letter to you, the listener. I wouldn't be sitting in front of this microphone sharing my love and my peoples without you. So from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much for tuning in, supporting, commenting, wherever you are. I'm so grateful. If you want more love by way of any other medium from podcast, I'm available at tiffanypratt.com or on Instagram, which is at the Tiffany Pratt. I'm sharing all my love in other ways on those mediums. And more than anything, Delta Faucets Canada, this podcast would not be happening without you. Your support, your encouragement to be here is everything. And Coco, the mixing, the mastering, the music, it wouldn't be what it is. It wouldn't be slick and we wouldn't even have a beautiful place to record if it wasn't for you. This is a village of beautiful people who have made beautiful things happen. And I am humbled and I am grateful. So until next time, friends, thank you for listening. I look forward to having you back, and I'm so grateful that we found each other here. 